0: Hello everyone, this is Myra with Hale Pule's Everyday Ayurveda and Yoga Podcast. It's great to be here with you. We're talking about freedom this year, freedom in all parts of life, in relation to ourselves, to other people, and to our community on the planet and the cosmos. In recent times, experiencing fear on a daily basis has become a norm for many people. And this has resulted in digestive disturbance, anxiety, and feeling frozen with overwhelm. I talk to people all the time who say they aren't afraid, but they do experience a lot of anxiety. It's important to recognize that fear is the underlying feeling for many other feelings we experience. You might think of anxiety, anger, resentment, or the desire to control as expressions of fear. And the more we allow fear to control us, the more we tend to look outside for a solution. And then we feel powerless, and maybe out of control, or at a loss as to how to care for ourselves. When we let other people decide for us, when we always defer to the powers that be, then we often end up in difficult situations. Our solutions are inside us, and they become clear to us through a connection to our eternal spirit, our eternal self, and learning how to live in alignment with the principles of nature, rather than being frightened by them. And this is what Ayurveda and yoga offer us as a foundation for living. It's a process of tapping into the love that we are within, that moves out the fear. So how does this process work when it comes to our bodies? How do we find freedom in the body? The first thing most people think of is the ability to move easily and to be free of pain. A lot of people aren't experiencing that these days. When I started practicing Ayurveda and Yoga, people were not nearly as ill and immobile as they are now. And I see this with young people, people under 40 years of age, not just with older folks. So how does this happen? Sometimes some of us feel like we got a bad deal with our bodies. Someone else got something better. So we don't respect it or treat it well. We walk around sort of disgusted by it or just ignore it. Feeding it anything, overusing it, and not giving it any love and kindness. Or we feel like a victim of our bodies. Why doesn't it work the way I want, no matter how I treat it? So then it's easy to think, I want freedom from my body, not freedom in it. But it's possible to feel free in your body. I mean, feeling at home in the body, like it's your dear friend, that it's enabling you to experience a fulfilling life. What gets in the way of this is that we've been trained to treat our bodies mechanically as if they're separate from the rest of us. From our mind and our spiritual self. Think about it. We've been trained to separate ourselves from our inner world. Allowing our intellect and ego to conduct life. And this is confusing and it's disempowering. And this is what has us thinking we need to fix the body. For some, this becomes an obsession. Constantly seeking ways to improve the body's look and feel. Being occupied with our bodies can really become a full-time job. And we try to take care of it from the outside, poking at what we're not accepting, changing it artificially, and often creating new problems for ourselves. Particularly doing things that block the flow of energy in the body. We hold tension in the body sometimes to such an extent that it creates uncomfortable and painful patterns throughout the body. One of the most common things i hear is people who are quite proudly declare they hold their tension in their shoulders or in their tummy. Is this as if we have no control over it? But isn't it great that I know it? And this pattern usually comes from thinking that we need to control the people, places, things around us in order to be safe. These are patterns from our responses to impressions and memories of early life or past lives. We call them samskara in Sanskrit. And they operate as a filter through which we live life, usually without our awareness, until the pain gets big enough to have us take a look inside. But first, we'll do all kinds of things on the outside to try to fix it. And this is how we develop addictions and compulsions. When the distraction doesn't work anymore and the pain gets big enough, we surrender and get help with that inner peace. The body didn't cause this, but the mind and how we use it, meaning without consideration for the body, did. And this is why many of us barely inhabit our bodies. And that might sound a little strange to you. Maybe you're thinking, I'm quite sure I wake up in this body and I walk about in it all day. I see other people doing that too, yes, but there are degrees of connection and awareness. Energy is often not distributed and circulated throughout the body, especially for people who are, mm, as we say, in their heads, thinking a lot, you know, perhaps no connection to the feet or the toes even, maybe bumping into things having injuries on a regular basis, or just feeling disconnected. I was like that earlier in my life. I was speaking to someone recently who had had three hip surgeries and was still wanting to run, and running five and six miles a couple of days each week. And this kind of behavior is not unusual. Hmm seems like we aren't paying attention to the communication, the messages from our bodies. Our posture is another area that reflects our level of freedom in the body. When we slouch and have poor posture, our prana our life force doesn't flow well in the body, and the result is low energy and a tendency to be negative and depressed in life, not seeing the light in life. We refer to it as tamas in Sanskrit, which is the darkness of life, which is also our sleep. So it's a bit like being asleep in life. We relate to our minds and our spiritual self as if they're all separate, not affecting each other. What you may have recognized with what I've said is that the mind and how we use it causes most of the problems with the body. It's not working together. Hmm. Consider that we come into this life with our karmas. These are our opportunities for becoming more of ourselves in this life. What mom and dad gave us at conception. And then it's our experiences, our choices that shape what happens with our bodies. For example, eating whatever, whenever. It, well, at first that might seem like freedom. But it all has a price, as the agni, which is our digestive capacity, and the doshas, the five elements in us, they become imbalanced. And that price is a loss of freedom due to debilitating symptoms and eventually illness and disease. It makes aging a whole lot less fun. In Ayurveda, we recognize that it's the choices that we make and how we use our five senses that create our ease or our difficulties in life. That's a bigger topic for another time. So what has us feel freedom in the body? Here are my top ten picks. (laughs) The first one is your breath. Without the breath, The body dies before long. But most of us don't even relate to our breathing or that it's the movement of life force through the body. That it has a huge effect on our mental and physical well-being and our experience of freedom in the body. By using the breath to expand and relate to our bodies, we can begin to further experience the love that we are within the body allowing it to expand our lives in the direction that we want to go. Number two is, make wise choices in our food and eating that brings us into alignment with the true nature of our body and the elements around us. So the key is to feed the body, meaning to feed the fire of our Agni the right amount at regular long enough intervals with prana-filled food. And Number three, respect the body by utilizing it according to its design, not asking it to do extreme and unreasonable things. I had a consultation with a woman in her 40s recently who was running 50-plus miles in a week and also vaping. And these kinds of uh, conflicting and damaging activities mm, are fairly common. I remember when I used to run marathons, and there was a point when I thought that the marathon wasn't enough, that maybe I needed to do something longer, even though I was injured often, regularly. Regularly. I'm really glad that I stopped myself from going there because um, my body is still working quite nicely now at my age, at 67. And number four, think kindly of the body and recognize what a miracle it is to have one. Release those negative opinions. They, They don't serve anything. Number 5. Listen and respond to the small messages that the body gives you. Yeah, you have a little bit of a little bit of gas after a meal. You know, you don't have to get all worried about it, but I'm just taking a look. Okay, what was my attitude at the meal? Was the food cooked well enough? Did I have a good combination? Just ask those questions and see. Yeah. Learn to be the kind and Loving guide for your body. Number six, let go of the attachments to our agendas and outcomes in life. Learning to let life unfold. It's much more interesting that way. Number seven, practice acceptance and working with what we have in order to move forward and evolve in life. And this includes forgiveness of others and of ourselves. Number eight, having enough quality and quantity of sleep so that we can awaken peacefully to step into the day. And number nine, have some amusement and spaciousness in the mind brings great relief to the body. So there's nothing like a good laugh at yourself to relax the body and and feel some freedom and ease. And number 10, training the body and mind well each moment of each day in alignment with our eternal self because they are inseparable. Consciously focusing on what we want in life and consciously seeing what we don't want and turning away from it. How you experience your body is a very personal thing and it's unique to you. And freedom and spaciousness is there for us in the body. And there are many powerful healing tools from Ayurveda and yoga. Most of what I've suggested there has a lot to do with how we use the mind and develop our connection to our innermost self. And this has everything to do with how we experience the body. How do you experience freedom in your body today? Let us know on Instagram. You can find us there at H-A-L-E underscore P-U-L-E. we're on Facebook, too, and we've got a wonderful private group there called Flow with Hale Pule Ayurveda, and Yoga, where I drop in regularly with tips and recipes and practices. See you there. Until next time. Join simple Ayurvedic cooking with Halepule. The recipes are easy, delicious, and will leave you feeling energized. And the link to join is in our show notes.